You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss. Boss Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to She's the Boss Radio Network, 24 hours, seven days a week, focused on topics to build, strengthen, inspire, as well as motivate men, women, and youth from the home to the conference room and around our community. I'm your host, Miguel Chiapetta, along with my co-hosts, Destiny Smith-Sarda and Amaya Powell. And this is Unboxing Change, um, Mission Complete, Color of Youth Takeover. Thank you for tuning in. So just to introduce myself again, my name is Miguel, and I am co-president of Color of Youth. Hi, my name is Destiny. I'm also co-president, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Amaya Powell. I am the art coordinator, and my pronouns are she, her. So last episode, we talked about senior year and a bit about um, our like plans and what we want to do. And also a little bit of reflection on color of youth. So that was really cool. Um, and this episode, episode four, I believe, is really focused on looking at representation and diversity within media and mm-hmm. kind of like what that means to us. So does anyone want to start off? Any thoughts? Um, I kind of just wanted to ask you guys, like, how you felt growing up. Because I know with Disney Channel, I watched a lot of Disney Channel growing up. And the representation of young black girls was always kind of negative or was all Mm -hmm. the sassy black girl, rude, or the black best friend. I just want to know how you guys felt growing up. Like, did you notice those things? Um, I definitely noticed it, especially because even though I love Zendaya, and this is nothing against her because that's what she was cast as. She was like, at least earlier on, like in Shake It Up, she was, was like a fully black girl and she was like the only positive representation and she's biracial. Versus, mm-hmm. like, even in Good Luck Charlie, like, even though it wasn't, like, a super negative depiction, it was, like, a very stereotypical depiction of yeah. Teddy's best friend, Ivy. And so, like, characters like that were obviously the black best friend, but it's also, like, she's sassy. She has to have something to say all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there was not a lot of difference in the characters until yeah. later on. It was all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, well, I'm adopted, and so my parents are white. And so it wasn't really something that I considered as much when I was little. I noticed mm-hmm. it, but I wasn't really sure. Like, I didn't really understand as well as, like, I do now, obviously. But, um, like, and also, like, I was kind of restricted to, like, PBS kids. Like, I didn't have the <laughs> channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, I'm actually kind of, like, I think that kind of helped just a little bit because I feel like the shows on there were a little bit more diverse than... Yeah, they were. I don't know. Like, you had, like, Word Girl and, like, 
I know Curious George had like a lot of diversity in it and like Sesame mm-hmm. Street. That was my show, Sesame Street. Yeah, PBS Kids was definitely the diverse channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that really helped me. Um, but yeah, like, even like, I don't know. And then like, as I got older and I started seeing more stuff, it's funny because things got less diverse once I left PBS Kids. It's, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And like now, like, I feel like a lot of people are making more like of an effort to include like diverse people and like just like different types of people, like mm-hmm. beyond race, just like, you know, different backgrounds, different uh, identities. And yeah. Such. But also I feel like sometimes it comes off as like, it's like, they just like add it to add it and there's not yeah. like anything. Different kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm excited about though is like for this new generation of kids, because when I was growing up and all I saw was like negative depictions of black girls, it like negatively affected my self confidence and my own racial identity. But since mm-hmm. I'm seeing like, a lot of new shows with um black kids or just kids of color, it makes me really excited. Like Craig of the Creek, he's just a little black oh, yeah. boy. Like, ah, he's so cute. And it just makes me happy for the I little don't know if you, oh. I don't know if you guys have ever, I don't know if you guys watch like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I have like a secret admiration. Like I really like watching like little preschool shows sometimes because it's like, I don't have to think about anything. I just get to sit there and watch and look at you guys like share with pirates or whatever you guys do, you know, like, and there's this one that I really like called Santiago of the Seas. And it's one of those like bilingual shows, but it's also really cool because, you know, it takes place in the Caribbean. So it's a lot of diversity there. That's so cool. I love that show. And then one of the best friends is a black roommate. She's this little girl. And I think it's just so adorable. I actually love the show so much. And it's just like, it's something cute, you know, when you want to relax and you don't want to have to watch, like it's something new, but also like something you don't have to think too hard about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll just sit or like if I'm done with my homework or if I just need to do homework, but I need to have something in the background, like I'll play it. And I just like love it so much. It's like Mm -hmm. my favorite little like fun things to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I really so- agree. Like seeing like kids shows, I guess, with a lot more diversity in it, it's really mm-hmm. exciting. Like it makes me happy. Like in Kanto, like I saw this thing on like social media of this little kid like getting really happy when he saw someone who like looked exactly like him, and it was mm-hmm. some of yeah. the little baby. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I, yes. I, that video was yeah. so cute. No, He's like I was, sitting like, in front of the TV, like all adorable. No, 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 my gosh. It was so good. So it's so cute that still makes me so happy for little yeah. kids of color like you finally see yourself on screen it's just so cute i know i hope that we keep moving forward in a positive direction yeah and when I mean, people can see these different stories and even more accepting of like their peers because you know like in kindergarten like you know when people are like people aren't born racist or like they're not born with prejudice they learn mm-hmm. it like so if you have these types of media and you see these things in real life and you can kind of compare it and be like, these are my friends. There's nothing to judge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we can just all like learn about each other instead of anything else. Yes. yes. Yeah. The only um, kind of bad thing is that the representation kind of stops with kids shows because the teen shows that I'm watching now, like mm-hmm. some of the, the cast is just one black character where it's still the black best friend trope. Like how you have so much diversity in kids shows and then the teen shows are just left to the wild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I know I said I wasn't going to bring this up, but, like, Glee is a really good example. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. Just, like, 
the characters like it has like technically diversity in it but they're all like stereotypes yeah every single non-white character is a stereotype Mm -hmm. and even like it it was really bad in the first season especially with mercedes who is one of my favorite pictures of all time really bad mercedes like who are you talking like is she just but then I think they kind of tried to make it seem like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes, this is like my little conspiracy theory, I feel like sometimes it had to be from two's perspective. Because how are they, like some of this doesn't even make sense. But I feel like sometimes they try to like make a play on it, like when Sue was talking to Mercedes and she was like, whatever, like wherever you're from, I know you probably don't have parents at home. And Mercedes is like, my dad's a dentist. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the show is like self-aware, but also not at the same time. Exactly. Because instituting the same racial stereotypes that they're making fun of exactly it doesn't make any sense at all or even any of santana's rants any of santana's Mm -hmm. rants and i love santana as a character but anytime she's like i'm from lima heights we don't play and then she does like this rapid like they make her seem like she's like this like angry spicy hothead like yeah latina and she can't just be like i don't know because obviously it's okay to be emotional and i feel like that's totally fine i feel like in a lot of ways, they did give her more depth later on, but especially mm-hmm. in the earlier seasons, with a lot of characters, in a lot of earlier seasons, it's just like very one-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was like like Mercedes and Santana, like both being like really just like I don't exaggerate it. I feel like, mm-hmm. like their I feel personalities like the- were so like they were so unrealistic that it just yes. was, like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like me. the the best example of this is when they were fighting over Puck. Mm-hmm. and you see them come together and like you see like how similar they are because they're women of color like r- writing wise yeah. like, like y'all yeah. couldn't do nothing else make something shake I don't know yeah. but Glee is still my baby and I'll ride yeah I still ride. love Glee like I'll critique it but I still do watch that regularly no, <laughs> regularly once love they put on Hulu Glee. it was game over yeah finished you were absolutely ended destiny guys I literally watch Glee twice a year what did you expect from me what did you expect from me? <laughs> I just they can't also, help it. Well, you know, some things can stay to yourself. Sorry, <laughs> Um, I think another thing I noticed with like diversity in TV is that some people get like really mad about it. And it's so annoying because it's like they're like, oh, diversity, this diversity is forced. And the thing is that really like annoys me because like, was it really forced or do they just cast a non-white character? Exactly. You know? Like, worse diversity doesn't exist. Like, sorry that... Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or when, like, a show comes out and there's a Black character or there's a character of color as, like, a main character, mm-hmm. or if a, a white character is changed to, like, a person of color, mm-hmm. and Twitter's like, oh my gosh, it's so woke. Like, people of color existing is not just woke. You know what I mean? Right. Like, people of color exist and they do things in TV shows, and they deserve to have that space mm-hmm. to be like represented. The Little Mermaid remake. Like did you guys see the trailer? Did you guys see? The I didn't, but like, I feel like they've been out. advertising it for three years. No, yeah. for real. That like the way people reacted when they casted like a black woman as Ariel was like, yeah, like, like please really, calm down. It's like, not that. You story. know what? Hallie's gonna eat anyway, so I don't even care. But it comes out in May. It comes out in May. So when you and I graduate, Amaya, we can go see it. Great. Sure. Again, I don't know about you because you're like, we'll fly you out. We will fly you out. Yeah. But yeah, like also like the Snow White thing. I don't know if it's actually still happening, but I know there was like talking about this. Like, I don't even know who the actress is. But she's I think like she's one like, of these like, she's one of those dance mom girls. 
Okay. What? She was. She was. No, her name was like Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler. Is, is she like? I she's think, from what, Dance. She like, I thought she was, and she was in. in she was Story. in. Um, she was in West Side Story. She was Maria. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, she kind of came under fire for some stuff, but oof, for what? Because you know the whole thing with Angela Egbert. Oh yeah. And yeah. so before before she was in West Side Story, she was like leave all women, and then she like took it out of her bio and started taking like all Ooh. these pictures with him and stuff, and so yeah. Okay. Well, beyond, mm. besides that, um, when she, when people like found out she was like might be Snow White, people flipped. And the thing is, like they were like Snow White. The whole point is she's supposed to be super pale. Like, how can you have Snow White and not have her be white? And it's like, okay, like I don't really think that's like super relevant. But you know, mm. it was like it's like people have some weird yeah. thing over like fairy tales. I think. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like think about. See themselves on screen versus you as a grown person, you know, not seeing a white character on screen for like the first time in what? Literally. Like, my thing is, you can just watch the originals if it bothers you so much. Exactly. Just, like, just watch don't the watch originals. It if you like really can't stand to see a white person not on screen, you know. And like, also with The Little Mermaid, but I think it's really funny. People are like, it's just not accurate. Like, okay, if it was accurate based on, the, like, the original story, she would be, like, fully green and, like, mm-hmm. with a fish. Like, come on now. Yeah. It's definitely not that serious. But what kind of TV shows do you guys watch, like, as of late that have good representation? Oh. Well, let me think. Okay. I am currently really enjoying or not currently i already enjoyed it and i talk about it all the time but pose like it's so good it has like really good like black trans representation and mm-hmm. like um like latino representation and it's just it's really good like and there's like very minimal white characters and like obviously a show doesn't have to have no white people for it to be like good but mm-hmm. it was just nice I'm yeah sure i get that so yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, Never Have I Ever on Netflix yes. is really good too. Um, and oh. we will come back to this discussion with more movies and shows after the break. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? Beauties in the eye. We complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is. Beauty is from within. It's how you feel, not as how others see you. Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. 
Hey, I'm Jenny James from Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time, and you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service, so you won't have wet carpet all day long, and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet friendly too. Why don't you get a free no obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com. We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Boss. The radio network. Network. We are back. So we left off talking about shows and movies that have diversity in them that are good and not just, you know, uncomfortable to watch. So Mm -hmm. Amaya, you were talking about one, I think. Yeah, I was talking about um, Never Have I Ever on Netflix. It has a main character. She's, I'm pretty sure she's Desi. Desi, Mm -hmm. um, character South Asian. Um, But yeah, her name is Devi and she's not a caricature of her race and she's not a stereotype. She mm-hmm. has mental issues, which you know, a lot mm-hmm. of teens face. But she has mental issues. Um, she is boy crazy. You know, she has a good relationship with her family, but she does all of these things while still presenting her heritage and her culture, which I think is just really nice. That she's not like like Ravi and Jess, you had a thick accent yes. and acted so strangely and, you know, basically making fun of his ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think one thing I like about this and this thing that I also noticed is like a lot of times I feel like girls of color can't really be ma- like, you know, like female rage is like an aesthetic. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Black Swan and like movies like that and yeah. things uh, like, like these girls can be kind of manic. Even like, um, what is it? Gone Girl. Like these girls, these women can be manic. They can be literally like hurting everyone around them. They can be so angry and it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's a Pinterest board. And then yeah. when Davy first did it, like when everyone saw season one, they were like, oh, I can't stand her. No. She's like, so terrible. She's that's like the worst scary. character. I just yeah, don't think when that's I, right. When I saw like her first um, anger outburst when she threw the textbook through the window, <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is real. This is real representation. Like, This is what I need to see. That was just so mm-hmm. good. This is what I need to <laughs> see. Like be an actual human being and not just like, a one-dimensional character you know what i mean yes. and i think it's cool that even though she is intelligent she does have goals she's not just like this nerdy girl like i feel like that's mm-hmm. a big stereotype about asian people in general that they have to be nerdy and they have to be good at school but yeah. even later on with her friend anisa like anisa's not the best at school and she's like still a real girl she can feel like she could be like someone that you're friends with and mm-hmm. they still connect through their culture but they also connect through their friends and so much more than just like oh i'm indian so i have to be smart or you know things like yeah. that like i like that yeah. You know, they actually show like multidimensional characters, even just like having a lot of South Asian representation that's not like a Bollywood movie or Tollywood, anything like that. Because I feel like there's not a lot of Asian American or like, I feel like when you want to see something from another culture, you have to go to that country. You know what I mean? And sometimes that can be frustrating, like, because there are people here, like in the United States or, you know, in like, I'm putting this in air quotes, like Western society. Like, mm-hmm. that want to see themselves and not just, you know, 
kind of like a version of themselves for sure, but that's not who they are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, you kind of already, like, spoke to this, but, like, seeing people's reactions to, like, Davy versus, like, you know, any other white character, mm-hmm. who, like, is also, like, does questionable things. It's, mm-hmm. like, really interesting because they'll freak out about her, you know, like Amaya said, throwing a textbook out the window. But, like, they can watch, like, a white character be, like, literally the worst person ever and be like, oh, I still support her. And they can, you know. Yeah. Right. Suddenly it's, I support women's rights and women's wrongs. But when she does it, then it's a problem. I don't think so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anger is like only acceptable on white female characters. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yeah, Never Have I Ever is a really good source of positive representation if anybody wants to watch that. Yes. Did you guys watch, can I say this? Did you guys watch The Sex Lives of College Girls? Oh my gosh. I have that on my list and I completely forgot. Yes. I really I love that show so like, much. Okay, so it's it's another Mindy Kaling show. And yeah. it takes place in college. Everyone's like, oh, we need a college show, we need a college show. Here's a college show. Watch it. Season two being filmed right now. Come on, guys. Pick it up. But <laughs> I actually love it. Um, it's about four roommates. Um, there's Kimberly. And Kimberly is actually one of my... She's really funny. She's this little white girl from Arizona. And there were like no people of color in her community at all. So she comes to school like super naive and like I know she's like kind of one of the like less rich people there. So she gets like a work study job and one of the funniest scenes is like she's talking to her black coworker and he's realizing these things about her like oh she's never really interacted with black people before. So he starts making up like this big exaggerate like this super elaborate lie. He's like yeah I started working when I was six because my mom was like crack and this is that. She's like and then Kimberly's like, really? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, so it was kind of funny because you can see her like evolve as a person and as a character and like become more aware of her surroundings and not be like, because it's not like she says, like she didn't say like super offensive things, but she is kind of ignorant and not like in a mean way. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you can tell she's never interacted with a person employed before in her life. Yeah. And, and so seeing her, no, you can to go. What did you say? Amaya. I said, you can go. I said, I can go. Why? Why can't I go? No, I mean, like, you can talk. Oh, oh. You were sorry. saying something. Oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry. Not you can no, go. No, just... no, no, no. Um, the ignorant white people, like, some of them can't really help that. Like, you can't really be upset. You can't really be upset with them for, um, you know, not knowing if they grew up around only white people. That's all I was saying, but continue. Sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. I had to come off a little hostile, didn't I? I just really meant, like, you could talk. But oh, it's... <laughs> no but um so yeah Kimberly is a really fun character and then there's Bella Bella is she's Daisy as well and she's like this kind of she's not nerdy at all she wants to be a comedian and she also wants to you know you know I don't know how to say this she wants to go on the prowl basically she wants to kiss everybody she wants mm-hmm. to be with everybody she's like it's my college time and I'm ready to get crazy so she's like the party animal she wants to go to every party and she's ready to have fun. And she secretly lied to her parents and said she was like a neurobiology major when she's majoring in comedy. So that's kind of funny to see that too and see the things she goes through. And she does go through a little bit of like some serious stuff, but not like in a bad way. Like this show has balance and I appreciate that. Like yeah. it's good in having like, it's a funny show more than anything, but it does have real moments of what girls in college do experience. And I appreciate that. And then there's Whitney, and Whitney is a black girl. She's a soccer player, and her mom is actually a senator. 
And her mom is a Democrat. And so she keeps telling her mom that she's like in the Republic, the future Republicans of America club, which is like, I think that's actually so funny. But like Whitney is, she goes through, she, she is a little wacky first half of the season. Like not, she was just doing some things. My sister, I needed her to stand up, you know, mm-hmm. but but I love her. I love all of these girls. And then lastly, there's Layton. Layton is like, she's like one of those, like, you think she's one of those stereotypical, like, rich white girls who doesn't care about anything and, like, doesn't want to hang out with anyone. And you find that there's, like, layers of her in depth and that she's so much more than meets the eye. That's with a lot of these girls. Like, they're not just what they seem at first because there's so much to them. And I love seeing them interact. And I love just, like, the show in general. The show is really funny, actually. Um, it's a little rowdy. <laughs> sometimes but it's like college like so you know you can kind of expect a little crazy stuff to go on but I really do like that show and I'm so excited for season two to come out and I will say I think that's also another example of like a good show with um representation but also just like every character is not the same yeah yeah um I mean along that same line our last guest so episode two um Mm -hmm. Tara she is in um Grownish and mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but from what she was saying and like the discussion we had about the show, um, it sounds like definitely a good show if you want to like a college type show. No, yeah, definitely. What's my mom actually watches Grownish. So I've been watching the newer episodes with her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. Like every time she comes on screen, I'm like, mom, we talked to her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I met her before. That is yeah. so she's cool. Like, she's like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Come on, and like, when is this show coming out? Mm, I think Thursday. Okay, so stay tuned, guys. This Thursday, mm-hmm. or I guess this episode will come out later. But y'all get it. Watch yeah, because we're like recording it, but like just just yeah. be on the lookout. Like by the time this is out, that will be already out. So like, just so go back, go back, just go back. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened, you should listen to everything, mm-hmm. every single thing. And yeah. then after that, listen to Destiny's podcast as well. Oh, you're like, so you know, sweet. Commission Amaya, mm-hmm. exactly do all the things you know you need the full experience you do nice. you do it's um, just like a bundle like it's not a it's it's a one-stop yes, shop for everything great it's a bundle like you get it's a package deal you mm-hmm. get art mm-hmm. and like what what else do you need just um, general anyways. joy and happiness yep yes. exactly joy yes. happiness did i tell you guys i'm in my peace love and kindness era mm-hmm. Explain. Love. i'm confused what would you say like live laugh love yes like i'm nice to everybody and i'm in my live laugh love era basically but like at peace you know i'm peaceful i'm not chaotic tell me why i said that and someone was like i'm in my chaotic and evil era because of you now Ooh. and i was like who told you to do that not me i literally live and breathe and that's it hmm. but yeah i'm in my peace in love and kindness era guys so i'm always going to be so nice to everyone and you know i think you guys won't even notice a difference because I'm always nice to you all and we always have such great positive conversations and we just love each other so much because we're a happy little color viewed family right guys um, so true okay I'm so not true. Gonna there I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say he did threaten to beat me up last week I don't so, think no so um yeah. that was before my peace love and yeah, kindness yeah. era let's, started let's, let's, let's go back on topic shall we okay <laughs> Um, there's this new show that I'm watching called Fakes, which also has good representation. Oh my gosh. It's on my list. Monty was just telling me about it. My friend was just telling me about it and I'm about to watch it after we talk. It's, it's great. I promise you. But there's an Asian American girl and mm-hmm. 
she's just she's not necessarily nerdy like the typical stereotype and she's not like I guess secluded or isolated or you know like I said a caricature of her race she's actually really fleshed out and she has her own insecurities and she does a lot of different things she loves fashion it's just really interesting stuff and I like that Netflix is kind of coming out with more shows that actually has diversity and the characters are meaningfully diverse and in that yes. I mean they're like flesh out characters it's not just diversity it's just oh there's this brown person who's gonna stand here and say a few lines you know what I mean? right mm-hmm. yeah i think like kind of the opposite of what you were talking about earlier about like not being a stereotype it's also like it's come on how do i want to phrase this okay yeah so it's like weird that like a character like a, a certain actor or actress like it's weird to see them in a certain role because of their race like what if you know like like an asian person can't be a nerd without being seen as like oh it's because they're asian you know mm-hmm. an asian character you know yeah i know what you mean yeah um but then like also like for me like honestly i can't really think of any show or movie off the top of my head where we have like a like a hispanic nerd or like someone who's like you know yeah but um yeah i i agree it's nice that we have some shows that have a little bit more diversity okay Mm -hmm. we are going to break we will be right back We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Boss Radio Network. Yeah, that's the sound of today's business community. It's a dog-eat-dog world and only the strong survive. The challenge is navigating the ever-changing business environment to put your business in the forefront. So how does your business keep up with the changes? That's where She's the Boss Network comes in. She's the Boss Network is an internet media network that's been helping businesses like yours get the exposure that you're looking for at reasonable cost by way of radio and video. They'll help you stay successful by navigating change and seeing the big picture. After She's the Boss Network analyzes your business and marketing strategies, you'll start to see a media presence like you've never seen in your business before. And She's the Boss Network doesn't stop there. They use their findings to create a practical plan of action, a plan that will get your business from where you are to where you need to be. There you go. Lock those dogs up for good by giving She's the Boss Network a call at 866 494 5945 extension 101 or by checking their website at she's the boss radio.com again that's 866-494-5945 extension 101 or she's the boss radio.com hey i'm jenny james for neatly done carpet cleaner you've probably been home a lot more maybe you have kids like me who spill 
all the time and you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good, why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service so you won't have wet carpet all day long and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet friendly too. Why don't you get a free no obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's, she's the Boss. Boss. Radio Network. We are back. So, just a quick recap. We're talking about shows and movies with diversity and the kind of things we want to see in television. Um, so, what else do we have, y'all? Um, in terms of TV shows... I don't know. I'm trying to think of some good ones that have like positive representation. But the fact that it's taking me a while is kind of proof of the lack of that. Um, but poor representation, I can definitely list off. Do y'all have any ideas of like poor representation in media currently? Before we go to poor, I have one more good one. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Let's see. Saved by the Bell reboot. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I actually love it. Um, it's, let me see this. So the main concept is like, you know, like say about about like the original was like about a bunch of privileged kids. And this is about some of their kids, but it's also like this, this group of kids whose school closed down because of lack of funding. They get transferred to the, like the Bayside high. And so you see the contrast within like racial and economical, just everything. And you see how they kind of help each other grow. Mm-hmm. We become friends, some of them date, it's really cute. And I really like that show. I love so many yeah. shows that I need to watch now. Yeah. And they also have they have queer representation. Mm-hmm. Um, like sexuality wise, they have trans representation. And they're also just very cute. You will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yes. When I was talking about poor representation, the more that I think about it, I guess the specificities don't really matter because they're all kind of the same thing. Like there's two different types. It's either the character's a really big stereotype or the character hardly speaks, you know? Yes. That's basically it. Or they hardly shows. Oh, I'm sorry. Shows love to give like, the one character of color in the scene, like a one-liner and then cut back to like another yes, character. Yes, yeah. Yes. So they're like, no, like we did put them there. Like, or even if it, even if it's sometimes it's not even the show, but it's like how people react to the show. Mm-hmm. But I have an example of this and this is going to be kind of like controversial, I guess, but Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously people are like, oh, it's realistic. They're not going to be that many people of color in the 80s in Indiana. And, like, I get that, but you know you have, like, alien monsters in your basement right now? Yeah. yeah. Realism? I don't think so. And also, it's just that it's handled sometimes. Like, some people will be so quick to hate on Lucas, who's, like, one of the only Black main characters. And the only other one is his sister. 
So mm-hmm. do we really, you know what I mean? Like, and she wasn't for the longest time, but now she kind of is. I think she's kind of still on the show. But Lucas got so much hate, especially for season four, which is like the first time he gets like the most screen time. Like season three and season four have been his time to shine. Everyone's been hating on him so much. And mm-hmm. there's this really, I don't know if people like, this is kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not like related to the plot in any way. But Lucas started playing basketball in, in season four. And so, you know, one of the main things that the boys do is they play um, Dungeons and Dragons. And so his basketball game, like his championship was on the same day as like a Dungeons and Dragons big final chapter of like their their meet or whatever. And mm-hmm. Lucas is like, hey guys, I'm not going to come to the game. And his best friends, mind you, his best friends, Mike and Dustin were like, can't you just move it? Like move a championship game, come on. And then yeah. so he was like, no, I can't do that. Can you ask like our, the person who runs the Dungeons and Dragons game to move it? And they're like, no, he'd kill us. Like, you're not even a real friend. Like, oh, you're just ditching us for the popular kids. When really, if you think about it, Lucas is already so isolated in his community because he's one of the <laughs> only Black kids. So he goes to something. And and he's bullied, or he was bullied. Like, and also just for who he, hung up with, who, who he hung out with because he is Lameric, you know what I mean? And so they kind of tried to put that against him. Like, oh, you've abandoned us. When really he was just trying to find some sense of normalcy because hanging out with you plus being one of the only black kids in my entire town is not going to work out. So of course you're going to try to, you know, fit in a little bit and try not to be bullied. And there's nothing wrong with Dungeons and Dragons. Like he didn't just completely abandon them and not play anymore. Like they were acting like he did. But, you know, I feel like when you have this double isolation, like, a lot of people were saying he was, like, the worst friend of the group when really he's been trying to hold a group together for the longest time. Even mm-hmm. in season one when Eleven, who's, like, an iconic character and now a big part of the group, came in, he was trying to protect his friends because he was basically like, who's this random girl in your basement? Like, come on. He had common sense and y'all were mad about it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like a lot of people are, like, much more critical of characters that aren't white. Even if it's not, like, they're like, oh, that character's not white, so I'm gonna, like, hate on them. It's, like, it's subconscious but it's still very prominent Mm -hmm. or even how they treated um i'm sorry i don't even know if you guys watch things like that i do do, yeah yeah okay even how they treated billy like um so billy yeah who haven't watched it it, billy is like this really evil vile white man that everyone thinks was so attractive he literally like he literally threatened to like beat up lucas he almost broke his like he was really towards Lucas. Like, even if it wasn't like all physical, he would be like microaggressive, even macroaggressive. He was just that kind of person. Everyone was mm. like, Billy has never done any wrong. I love Billy. Billy's not yeah. racist. Billy's just, and they tried to defend it because Billy's like a child of abuse. But those are two different types of, you know what I mean? Like you mm. being abused, I mean, you can take it on someone else, especially for something that they can't control. Yeah. And people were trying to be like, oh, he's not even racist. But the whole point is, that he is. The whole point is that he's not a good guy. Exactly. And people were being so obtuse and even blaming Lucas for things that he can't control. And that happened again in season four with um that other boy who's Chrissy's boyfriend, whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't remember it, but people love to blame Lucas, who is often a victim in these situations, for being a victim. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows, and then the writers don't really about it. The writers don't say anything about it. And that's not their job to do. I'm not saying that, oh, they need to, but I'm saying like, even if it's not always the show being negative, a lot of times the fan base can be very like corrupted or negative too, which just makes the overall experience like kind of sucky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And this is a bit of a topic change, but like 
a lot of people love watching older movies and like that kind of thing or older shows Mm -hmm. um and like I get it but it's also like really weird and I feel like white people have a different experience with that because when you watch like older shows Mm -hmm. um or just media like there's either a um, no people of color or be they're there and it's like so uncomfortable to watch yeah just like not good yeah I actually have those for me Mm -hmm. I have this great example of this because I was okay so I remember the summer I turned pretty and they were talking about Audrey Hepburn so I was like I want to kind of get into Audrey Hepburn like movies because I've never actually seen her movies Mm-hmm. So I watched like one of her most iconic ones, which is Breakfast at Tiffany's. But I can't get 20 minutes in because they have this like very, very racist caricature of an Asian man. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable that I literally just had to turn off my TV. Like I couldn't is do it. One where um he wears fake teeth and it's actually a yes, white Yes, he has fake teeth. So it's yeah. this white man painted in yellow paint. Yeah. He's really it's like the- weird, like fake teeth and these yeah. thick glasses and like tape to make his eyes seem more like slanted it's yeah. like very 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 uncomfortable so and it's awkward. not like he's it's like this little like joke like a running joke in the plot I'm guessing I don't know I didn't finish it but I just could not stand it and he had like this this broken English kind of accent he was really trying to play it up and it was just the most like terrible thing to see mm-hmm. mm. yeah and so I was, I was like, watching, like I don't know Mm-mm. yeah I was I watched um, Pride and Prejudice with one of my friends, mm-hmm. and when I say there was like not a single person of color in that movie, I'm not even exaggerating. I, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely zero. not. Absolutely um, that zero. was the whitest movie I've ever seen, and no, I kind of like, ate it up. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I love Pride and Prejudice, but I like reading it more because Jane Austen didn't read description. So whatever you think is it wrong. Mm-hmm. But like there was a period of like my media like consuming where I was like I'm just not gonna watch any more movies that only have white cast like I actually can't take mm-hmm. if I oh, keep movies with no like no single person of color like it's starting to get annoying now like please switch it up it's like self-care come on decision. yeah literally I'm done no, no I, I actually with all white characters like, so many people because it actually is so helpful like mm-hmm. you know I don't know it's yeah nice. Like I think that um, surrounding yourself with media and things that pertain to your race or to your culture is definitely helpful for your racial identity. Like with my um, Pinterest, I tend to see like mm-hmm. a lot of black girls on my pins because yeah, it makes me feel better. Like I don't really want to see the same white girls every single time. Not to be rude, but right. somebody understands. And I think, I think that's also really important to have like obviously like to see it everywhere but also to be with people that you can relate to it doesn't have to be just like your race but like like for example this year um you know this was talking about earlier like high school first real year like so there's a black stem student unit in my school Mm -hmm. and the main meetings because it's like we're virtual but now like this year we're live and it's there are so many people like me who to me and doesn't mean that we're all a monolith or we're all the same but we have similar you know, experiences, and it's really nice to have someone to relate to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's always a nice experience. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like also, like, this isn't related to shows, but, like, for me, all of my teachers are white this year. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with, like, white people being teachers, like, of course. But, like, it's just weird when, like, every single teacher you have is a white person 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, I tried to explain that to one of my friends who was white and I don't think they really got it. And they, I think they were like just a little bit confused as mm-hmm. to why I was annoyed. But mm-hmm. no, I remember. Okay. So there's this teacher. I really like him. He's a great guy, but it was awkward. He's just this white male teacher that I have. And he was talking about code switching and I understand that it's not like just us who code switch, but hearing it come out of his mouth was the weirdest, like most oh, jarring experience. He code switches? Hmm? He was saying that he code switches? No, he was like, I think everyone code switches because he was talking about like how, you know, you have like a professional like voice and then you talk to your friends. He was like, isn't that, isn't that code switching? And I don't know if he was no. like asking me for real. But I didn't Let's know what to no, say. No, so no. I didn't say anything. No. Like, I was like, that's kind of different. But in, like, in my head, so I didn't say anything. So I just kind of sat there. And he was yeah. like, yeah, everybody code switches. We code switch every day. And I just sat there and I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Really something. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> thought right there. Yeah. Okay. But I still love him, though. He's a great teacher. It was just like a moment of like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, mm. but sometimes it's uncomfortable. Like, I get that a lot of, like, most teachers, or not most, I don't know, I don't want to say that, but a lot of <laughs> teachers that um, I've had who are white aren't, like, bad people. They just, mm-hmm. like, don't have the same experience as, yeah. like, I do. And so, like, they'll ask things that are, like, a little bit invasive or a little bit uncomfortable or just, like, slightly over a line. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just say something. And, like, it's at a certain point, it's kind of tiring have to, like, be their education, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. At that. Okay, we will be right back after this break. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations. Boss. Boss. Radio Network. Beauties in the eye. We complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is. Beauty is from within. It's how you feel, not as how others see you. Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time, and you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service, so you won't have wet carpet all day long, and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet-friendly too. Why don't you get a free no-obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Boss. Radio 
Network. And we are back. So, we were talking about representation in media, and um, right before the break, we were talking about having all white teachers. Um, you know, so I think actually, I, point. I just thought of something. Um, okay. And sorry, do you want to go? No, you're totally fine. Okay. So, like, when I was like little, or, like in elementary school, a lot of my teachers were white as well. And I think when a lot of like adult figures in your life are white, I feel like my parents are white. Um, it kind of like messed with my like who I saw as like I don't know, like successful. So like mm-hmm. I kind of like started feeling badly about myself because I was like, oh well, like all these adults around me are white. Like, mm-hmm. what am I gonna do about that? And, like, right. And I, like change myself. So that's just something. That, um, and I feel like the yeah. same is like with TV too. Like seeing mm-hmm. people on screen. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's the true. TV sense. I haven't been able to relate to that as much when it comes to the adults in my life because I do have like a, a fully black family and everything like that. And, you know, I am like, my school is like a predominantly black school. So I do see like a lot of black teachers, like not actually mm-hmm. at my school, but like in parts of my school. Like my mm-hmm. actual school has one black, two black teachers. Um, but we're like a mostly it's a really confusing vibe, actually. I don't know what you want me to say about that. <laughs> but I was going to point out that it's actually interesting when you talk about having teachers who are not like you because I have six male teachers this year out of my eight classes. What? That never happened. Yeah. This is the first time. I, I remember, like, for years, I had never even had a male teacher, and now I have, like, all of them at the same time. So this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You're really so, yeah, something- graduation. Literally, it's fun. It's quirky. It's new. It's different. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's, like, not a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on what Miguel said about um, how like only seeing white people, I guess, in authoritative figures and on TV, you know, how that relates to media. For me growing up, I really did not think that black girls could be beautiful because mm-hmm. of how many white girls I saw on TV or the the pretty girl in the school was always white, either with yes. or brown hair. You know, the cheerleader is always white. The team captain is always white and mm-hmm. black girls are never given the space to, I guess, be love interests, be beautiful, things like that. So growing yes. up, I was like, dang, like, where mm-hmm. are people who look like me on screen? And right. I'm a bit in too, so mm-hmm. it was even worse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, kind of like, I didn't think anyone could want me because I didn't see anyone who was wanting people like me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, like, anytime that, you know, you hear things about like, oh, this person has a crush on you. Well, like in elementary school, middle school, it's like a prank almost all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like, it's like, can even, can anyone even like me? Because I've never seen it before. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why um, TV shows with Black love interests are so important to me. Like mm-hmm. um, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's Black. So once, once I heard she was Black, oh, she's good in my book. Whatever she does, that's all right. Me and her are one. We are one, bro. Like, there's no issue with her because it's the first time seeing a Black girl be wanted romantically and, you know, have character issues and things like that. It's just, it's really nice to see. And that's why representation is so important, especially for, you know, young children. Yeah. yeah. And for me, that was Titans. Um, it's mm-hmm. like the Teen Titans. But first of all, Black Starfire eats every time. I'm like, oh my God. And... You know, 
And she just does a great job playing Starfire. I just love her so much. And I also love, like, everyone knows Starfire is, like, irresistible, magnetic. And, like, seeing that and just seeing her portray that, just... Mm-hmm. It's so I love nice. it every time. It, it, it's every time. Yeah. I really feel like, too, like, it's... I know we talked about this a bit earlier, but it's so good to see people who look like you on screen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, I think one thing that could or needs to be improved on is, like, having like intersectional diversity if that makes sense yes like you watch a lot of queer shows and the love interest is they're always white like yeah always there's a show i'm thinking about right now no i know i'm like thinking i have like so many um and like and when they're not both white like one of them is a person of color and the other is white and it would Mm -hmm. be so nice just to have like a queer show where like the characters you know are are, both people of color Mm-hmm. right like that's not a crime it actually happens in real life it's like you said earlier like right. people say like diversity is forced because there's a person of color in the show like you know per, like you know people of color exist right like you know they're right. they're they're people like living and breathing right now and we're they're not, not white we exist we're in the world like, we are not hallucinations guys i promise i'm real <laughs> but yeah intersectionality representation is definitely important I definitely, I think that, I think that oftentimes we don't even really realize how much we need it until we are like, mm-hmm. we're at a position in our lives, like whether it's like a crossroad, like you're like realizing like people aren't seeing all of me, like whether it's they only see the black part of me or only the girl part of me or only the queer part of me, like, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. there's like so many things that come into play in all of my like experiences, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also like social media, like that's another type of media. And I feel like when I see like influencers or whatever, they're like always like either white. And if they're a person of color, they're never like queer. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. all the queer like social media people are white mm-hmm. and all of the um, people of color influencers or influencers of color are like not queer. So. Yeah. I feel like the only reason, the only exception is that is like, like people of color as entertainment in the beauty industry. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, then you want to pull them out. Yeah. I feel like it's like, what's it called? I don't know. It's kind of like finding people of color exotic and like, ooh, this would be really like cool to like have a photo shoot to advertise. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. People are just really obsessed with that. People, you know what other people love to do? They love to do like the darkest person and the lightest person yes, as a contrast. Yes, Please yeah. let that go. Retire like, sorry, that's tired. It's you so like, it's not anymore. even unique. It's not different. It's just tired. But it is nice to see, like, sometimes, like, when the when it's done well and it's not done. Like, for example, yeah. I already brought her up, but Tara and her, <laughs> um, her girlfriend went in there. Um, they're so cute. I know, they're so cute. And, like, the fact that they were in Vogue together and they're both women of color was so mm. nice and it was so cool to see. Yeah. So. But I think... That is everything for this episode. Thank you for joining us and we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye y'all.